Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way, because when we do, we see the undeniable evidence of His favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared to cry and shout some yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what He wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hi, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turned top 1% network marketer, turned living my best life, dream job as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is much like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and your heart set in sync with the Father so you can bloom into all He's created you to be? Then let's grow, girl. Hey, happy Friday. If you're listening to this on Friday, if not, then happy whatever day it is. Hey, before I get into today's topic, I think one of the things I always forget to tell you guys, hey, if you love this podcast and and specifically this episode, I would so appreciate if you would leave a review and share this. Uh, You know, I get a lot of people that ask me, do you get paid to do your podcast? I'm like, well, no, not not yet is in the sense of I'm not sponsored and I'm not, um, I don't, I don't, I don't have ads running on my podcast. Um, and just haven't really felt led to do any of that yet, but the way that you can help spread the word, spread the goodness that I hope that you are finding here is to leave a review and share the episode with anyone that you feel could benefit from the content that we share on here. So also another thing that you can do to get more connected if you're liking the podcast, well then join us in our Facebook group, Garden of Favor Bloom Society, where you get to connect with thousands of other women just like you who love Jesus and love business and want to do business God's way and not just for him, but with him. So get over there into our Facebook group, connect with us so you can put a face to a name and we can continue to grow um, in our relationships and iron sharpen iron. So I, you know, I take this episode, this podcast two different ways, right? I absolutely love sharing God, Jesus, and how he is just so good and the lessons that he teaches me. But then there's also, hey, you've got a business to run. And so a lot of my coaching calls will go that way. It's like, okay, I get the spiritual aspect, but I also need to make money. And so um, uh, today I wanted to switch it up a little bit and get specific on sales. So if you're in our Facebook group, you know that I've been talking a lot about money. Last week's, or not last week, the last episode was about money. Does God want you to make a lot of money? Well, now that you know that money is a tool, that's it. Money's a tool. And of course, God wants to give you the right tools in order to fulfill your calling, fulfill what he's called you to do. So uh, I think now you're ready to to make some money. So we're going to talk about sales that go from hot leads to cold leads, that those people that were interested and excited, but then somewhere along the way they fell off. And how do you keep the sales cycle going? How do you keep them in in and, and not only that, but how do you how do you close? Like how do you get to the end? So you always think of a sales funnel and there's a lot of people up at the top. Hopefully there's a lot of people up at the top. If you only have two people within the funnel in and of itself and you're only talking to two people, you tend to get really desperate for a sale. And so that's a whole other episode I could talk about or perhaps um tackle in something that's coming. I'm super excited what's coming. 
the Lord has been just brewing all kinds of goodness in my heart. I've shared with my coach. I'm like, listen, I really feel like I'm pregnant with something. The Lord keeps telling me to put my feet up. Um, to rest, you know, you don't, you don't drive a, a pregnant person to work harder and to force her to exhaust herself even more. You tell her, take a nap, rest, give yourself grace. And the Lord keeps telling me you're pregnant with something. I'm birthing something in you. Maybe this is a word for somebody else. I am birthing something in you and you think you have to work harder for it and, and, and stress yourself out and work hard. And no, I'm telling you, put up your feet, relax. And, and that does not mean be lazy and don't do anything. That means d- stop striving for it. And abide in me and I will give you what you need to know. Okay, that's definitely a word for somebody. But that's what he's been telling me. So here, all that to say that good stuff is coming. All right, before we dive into the actual tactical sales strategies, I want to just um, uh, piggyback off of last episode. And I put on my uh, stories that money is blank. And I said, if you can give me one word, fill in the blank. And this is what... There were, there were, I don't know, a number of responses, but I, I want to share with you several. Money is freedom. Money is hope. Money is relief. Money is safety. And then I think quite a few of you who listened to last <laughs> the last episode, uh, you put money is a tool. Yay for you for saying it's a tool. But I just, I thought, I, you know, I wanted to share that with you all to Money is freedom, hope, relief, a safety. I, I totally get it. I get where people are coming from from saying that. I thought all of those same things. And while I do think money can make us feel like we have freedom to in choices and money can make us feel safe, money can make us exhale because it's like I have, you know, I have money in the bank. But, I mean, can we... Can we replace that money is with God is? God is freedom. Jesus Christ, as our Savior, died for our sins so that we would have freedom. And that we could have relationship with God. God is hope. Jesus is the hope of the world. Literally, that's in the Bible. God is relief. I think of relief, restoration, renovation, restoring us, right? God is that. God is the exhale. (sighs) Actually, God is breathes the breath of life into us. God is relief. And God is our safety. I think of Psalm 91.4. We are under his wings. He protects us under his wings. Isn't it interesting how we can look at something like money and think that it's freedom, it's hope, it's relief, it's safety, and we chase after it like crazy because we think that's what it is? In all reality, we should be chasing after God because God is freedom, God is hope, God is relief, God is safety. That is a message in and of itself. And I had to share that because when we are operating our life from a mindset that, you know, whatever it is, our mindset matters. And when we believe these things that money is freedom, money is hope, money is relief, money is safety, we chase after them because we want as humans to feel safe. We want to feel loved. We want to feel, we want to feel those things free, hopeful, relieved, safe. Those are human nature needs. But I'm going to pose the question, if you had a million dollars or I don't know, a thousand dollars, 
and that's a that's that's a good point as I'm even saying this out loud like if you had a dollar okay a dollar is money so like we have to quantify the money I think first but if I gave you a dollar would you feel free what about a hundred dollars would you feel free maybe a thousand would you feel free fifty thousand I don't know like you think about that but it's like but then we have to quantify it and God is not quantifiable God is God you see how that like changes everything? When we chase after God, we get freedom, hope, relief, safety, all the things that we thought we wanted with money or we thought we were going to get with money. How amazing is that? Like, oh, so good. Okay, I'm going to stop with the, with, the, uh, with the preaching, but I had to share those results from that poll because I'm like, oh, goodness, when I sit back and I see that because I believe those things, I believe that money was all those things and I see why people say that, but yet... When we chase after the quality, we get the we we get the other stuff, and God is the quality that we should be chasing after. So, if I just want to encourage you today that as we talk about how to close the sale, how to make more money, because money is a tool, and God wants good tools in the right in the hands of the right people to do good things. Money is not evil; it's the love of money that's evil. That you don't start chasing after the money; that you chase after God, and He will always, always provide the rest what you need. Okay. All right, so you've got this customer, potential customer, right, who is interested and they ask a question about your product or your service, you know, they've liked your post or they've clicked on a survey or they filled out a discovery call, whatever. And then what? Like, okay, so you want them to move through the sales funnel, the sales cycle, and you want them to purchase. And then ideally, you want them to purchase again and again and again, right? So one of the questions that was in our Facebook group that some women were asking was, you know, well, how, how do I close the sale? I get people interested. I get people excited. Um, and then it's like, then, then nothing happens. So I want to talk to you if that has been your issue. Now, some women said, I need to get more people excited. Like, how, how, do I, how do I find more of my customers? I'll do some training on that in the future. But let's talk about those of you who have people in your funnel. They've expressed interest. They're excited or they're interested. And you want to make it go through the funnel. So... When you, first of all, we know that people do business with people they like, know, and trust. So as you're building a relationship and you are engaging with them, you're asking questions, then you start to learn more about them. You start to learn more of why do they even want these products. And it doesn't matter whether it's makeup or it's a weight loss solution or it's a, a service. You, you ask questions to find out more about them. Why, what solution does your product or service solve for them? People will buy things if they know that it will help them, if it does something for them easier, faster, or if they know it brings enjoyment, right? And, or if they have a pain that's deep enough that they're, they are willing to pay for it. So, okay, so you have... The people in your funnel, they're interested. You have you have the conversation. You send them your link to your website or you give them your little pitch of what you do and they're like, um, let me take a look and I'll get back to you. Or maybe you even say, hey, here's my website. Take a look. If you have any questions, let me know. Don't do that. If that is you, you probably are not getting a lot of sales. 
So I always like to think of it as like basketball where it's it's a conversation. It needs to go back and forth or volleyball or tennis or whatever whatever sport you want to think of, but a ball and your product and, and the conversation, it's like a sale. You want to go back and forth and you want to keep the conversation going until you know yes or no. Are you interested or are you not interested? What happens is most people put the ball in somebody else's court and they leave it there and they just like kind of hang their hat and they hope that that customer or that potential customer is going to come back and say, hey, I'm ready, I want it. And it's not to say that some people don't, it honestly depends on how bad they want what you have, but that there's a lot of factors into that. And so you cannot put the ball in their court and leave it there and say, hey, let me know if you're interested, let me know if you'd like to. Your job is to follow up. And so you've, you've probably heard the phrase, the fortune is in the follow-up. It is, it really is. The fortune is in the follow-up and there are many ways to follow up, but I'm gonna give you my number one tip that when you have someone who is interested and you are having a dialogue with them, you're building relationships, you're asking good questions to get a better understanding of what it is, what problem that you are helping them solve with your product or your services, then what do you do? You give them the information that they are asking for you provide the solution for their problem. And then before you end that conversation, because sometimes they will need to prey on it. They will want to talk to their husband. They will want to take a look at all the colors. They will want, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of factors into this, but what can you do that keeps the ball going back and forth is that you can set the next appointment. Well, what do I mean by that? So I mean, I'm going to give you an example in my own personal business. Now, this applies for literally every business. I did this in network marketing. I do this with coaching. I did this with the, you know, with people interested when I had an online boutique. Set the next appointment. So what that means is Susie wants mindset coaching. She knows she has issues around believing that she's capable and that she is worthy of a successful business and you know does god want her success to have a successful business she wants mindset coaching so we do a discovery call i identify the root of her problem and i provide her an opportunity to have a solution for that right so at the end and she i tell her the price and i she knows the value because we went through that and, and she knows what problem I'm going to help her solve. I've done all my due diligence there. And she says, I need to ask my husband and I want to pray on it. Now I say, absolutely pray on it. A hundred percent. You need to have peace and the Lord needs to give you permission for this. His timing is perfect. And absolutely. I talk with my husband about when I'm spending a lot of money on things and too, right? So I am always all about that. I never pressure somebody that they need to do it in the moment. Now, listen, I have been in sales for over a decade and I've worked for, you know, Fortune 500 companies that I've received professional sales training 101 that do they tell you, you know, the, the, the hotter in the moment that the person is to buy, then they'll buy. And that is true. But listen, when you are operating with God in your business, you don't need to convince somebody or trick somebody or pressure somebody into buying from you. 
Okay, so this is this is kingdom strategy. When you trust that in abundance and that the Lord will direct the right people to you and that he is working all things together for good, you don't need to have the right phrase and the, you know, all the, you don't need to trick anyone or pressure someone into buying from you right now. Are there some tactics and tools that you could use to speed up the process and uh, you know, maybe a little bit of pressure for them to make a decision? Sure. But there, there's also some, hey, like don't be desperate and, and believe that the Lord has so much for you that you don't have to rely on this one person to make a sale. And that's probably many people's problems is that they're not having enough conversations that their funnel's kind of empty to begin with. There's only like two or three or maybe five or 10 people in it to begin with that they're relying on those five or 10 people. And then there's like this pressure in it that it's like, this has to come through or I won't be able to pay my bills or I won't hit my next rank or, you know, I won't, I won't, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not good at this. So keep in mind, and I can go off on tangents here because I love sales. Um, you have to be talking to multiple people. And really that's helping multiple people, building connections and relationships with multiple people. Um, but I, all that to say, you have the conversation. She's interested. She wants to pray. She wants to talk to her husband about it. Great. I actually usually end my calls with praying. And I always tell my women, hey, you don't have to convince your husband. Because I've had women say that. They'll say, I need to convince my husband. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, you don't. God can take care of your husband's heart. You don't need to convince your husband just like you don't need to convince this potential client to become a client. God can God can do God will do what he wants to do. So, pray about it. And I always say, "Hey, no, no, no. Just ask the Holy Spirit and maybe I'll I'll pray for you now. Ask the Holy Spirit to work in your husband's heart so that he is prepared for the conversation you're about to have. And if it's God's will, he will come into agreement with it." Okay. So, then what? I say, "Take you know, take 24, depending, 24 to 48 hours, right? I don't usually say that to them. I'll say, hey, you know, when do you think you'll have that conversation with him? And they say, oh, I'm, I'm going to talk to him as soon as he comes home or I'm going to call him right after I get off this call or, hey, you know, he's out of town. He's not going to be home until um, Saturday. Would it be, you know, I'll probably get to have a conversation with him on Sunday about it. Okay, great. Um, if any questions come up in the meantime, please feel free to reach out. If he has any questions, I would be happy to hop on a phone call with him. But uh, I, so I will look forward to hearing back from you by, you know, on sometime between now and Sunday. Is that, does, is that what you're saying? And, and they'll say yes or no, whatever, right? You just kind of have an idea. Great. If I don't hear back from you, um, by Sunday evening, would it be okay if I reach out and answer any questions that you have? And, and they always say, sure, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'll probably get back to you tonight, right? Now, I have those people that get back to me within an hour and say, hey, everything's good. I have peace. Hubby said, yes, like, let's do it. And we sign the contract and we go forward. And then I have those people that ghost me. They don't get back to me. And it's Sunday night and I'm waiting. Not really, I'm not waiting. But I just, I know that, hey, this is a potential client and they really want it. I have a solution for their problem. Um... I'm going to follow up and ask. And I usually say this, and this is specific to coaching, and this is true. So I'm not saying like make a lie up that makes people feel pressured. But this is the pressure that I put on people. And it's true. I only have so many spots for one-on-one coaching. And so I need to know whether or not I should keep discovery calls open and or should I put the next person on my wait list or not. And so I will say that, hey, there is zero pressure 
but I, it it would be great if I knew by Sunday or Monday, whatever day we, you know, we agreed on if Monday. So I know whether or not I should be booking more discovery calls or not. And and would that be okay? Would can Do you think you'd be able to have your answer by Sunday? Yes. Okay, great. If I don't hear back from you, uh, I'm going to, I'll follow up and I'll see what questions you have and we can go from there. Awesome. Sunday night comes. She doesn't say this is the person that ghost, right? Now I've already received permission from her to follow up and I've already set her up to know I'm going to follow up with you. So some of the things that I find women feel icky about in, in sales is following up because they're like, oh, well, I don't want them to think I just want the sale and I don't want them to think that I'm only following up so that, you know, I don't want them to think I'm annoying. If that is you, if you do what I'm telling you to do and set the next appointment, you set the expectation that you are going to follow up with her, there's no icky. You're actually just being professional. You're doing what you said you were going to do. I'm going to follow up with you. See if you have any questions. See see when we're getting started. I'm going to get a start date for you. Assume the sale. Assume they want it. You already know that your products and your services have a solution for her and she wants them and she needs them. Now she's just trying to convince herself that she's worthy of it or or or, or truthfully that the Lord wants her to have that. So then on Sunday night or whatever night it is, hey, hey Susie, this, this would be my follow-up. I hope you had a great weekend. I absolutely loved our call. I hope your husband got home safe. You know, to be normal, be a human being. I wanted to follow up with you since I haven't heard back from you. How did your conversation go with your husband? I like to ask open-ended questions, so it's not just a yes or a no, right? And very non-pressure. You know, or something like, "Hey, when did you or are you ready to get started or when can we get started?" Like, I'm excited. Again, I'm assuming the sale. I'm assuming that this, this, yeah, this is it. And she gets back to me and says, well, you know, I had a conversation with my husband or, hey, I was going to follow up with you, but whatever. Oftentimes, like, yes, I'm, you know, so that's that. But, but my point is, let me just, let me play out two scenarios. The best case scenario, she says, yes, it's been a crazy weekend. I want to get started. Awesome. And we go from there. The other scenario, which is happens, they say, you know, my husband said no, or it's not in our budget now, or many of the other, I feel like most of the objections are time, money, and worthiness. They they feel like it's a um a big purchase and that perhaps they're not worth it. So that's a whole other episode but all that to say is that let's just say she says no not like that's the answer because this is it you want to get to an answer the problem is so many people put the ball in the customer's potential customer's court they never get a yes or a no and then they're sitting there with a big question mark like I don't really know do they think I'm annoying do they do they actually want it do they not like the goal is to get a yes or a no I'm totally okay with a no no not right now first of all I know that a no to to my product or service is not a no to me. It's a no to themselves that they're not purchasing it right now. Whether there's all a bunch of reasons why that that could be, but it's not a no to me and I don't take it personal. Okay, cool. Um, how can I serve you for now? Like that's my next question. Hey, if you still really feel, and, and a lot of the times it's 
it's it's the it's the husband or it's money whatever hey i am here when your budget permits it and when the lord shows you that that we're meant to work together i have women who are like i can't wait to work with you i know god's saying it but it's just not the right time okay cool no problem god is a god of more than we could ever ask or imagine. I'm not tied to the outcome. So I encourage you, don't be tied to the outcome and don't take a yes or a yes or a no personal. A no to you is not a no to you. It's a no to them. And guess what? On the flip side to that, a yes to you is not even a yes to just you. It's a yes to themselves. And some women have a hard time in men. I know you don't always just sell to, to, you know, women, but that's primarily what I feel like I talk to. So I speaking from my perspective, but all that to say, don't be tied to the outcome and don't be tied to the yes or the no. And don't, don't take the yes or the no personal. Excuse me. I'm sniffling in your ear. I'm still fighting a little bit of a cold, uh, much better than last weekend. I had a crazy migraine, but we are good. Um, all that to say, let's say she says no, then what can you do from there? You do exactly what you just did the first time. You set the next appointment. If she says, hey, it's not in our finances or it's not a good time or my husband said no, one, you could offer her a temporary solution. Maybe you have a free something you can give her or maybe you have a Facebook group where you're adding value where you can say, hey, why don't you join this? But in the meantime, you know, until you're ready, uh, you know, you can be here and I would still love to support you and encourage you and help you. Um, and this, this applies to anything. And so then you can have a place to still give her value or maybe you have a free something or a sample or whatever that you can still give value. And then you could set the next appointment and maybe say, hey, and, and this is where this comes into when you build a relationship with people and you ask good questions, you start you, you will start to hear their pain. And by that, I mean the problem that you solve. You'll know their pain and why you are the solution or your service or product is a solution. So when you remind them of that pain, hey, Susie, I know that you, you know, when we talked, you said that you have this idea inside of you and you know that God is calling you to do this but you're struggling with the mindset. And I would love to help you work through that because you said that once you work through your mindset, you'll be doing something you love. You will be providing financial, you know, financial blessings for your family and you will be helping other women do what you were called to do. So I would love to help you do that. And when the time is right, would it be, would you like me to follow up with you in three months to see where you are? And she probably is going to say, yeah, sure. Um, or, you know, maybe it's a, when do you think you'll know? Uh, when do you think you'll be ready? You can, I mean, it depends on what you're selling, but just have a conversation. She's not a bad person because she either doesn't think she has the money or because her husband told her no, or because she doesn't feel worthy. She's not a bad person for that. Your goal is to keep adding value, nurturing the relationship, and when God's timing is right, it's going to come. And your job is not to worry about it. So set the next appointment. Set the next appointment. Hey, 
I'd love to reach out to you in, in three months, see where you are, see if I can support you at, at that point. In the meantime, join my Facebook group, get some value there, join my you know membership community or join my group coaching program. Um, you know, when you have other things to offer besides one thing, there's beauty in that because then maybe they're not ready to spend thousands, but they will, they're, they are okay with spending 500 or, you know, um, maybe they're not ready to get the whole makeup collection, but they can get a lipstick. There's that. Um, so maybe not the whole workout program, but they'll get the shake. I know a lot, I work with a lot of network marketers, so that's where, um, you know, I know, I know what you guys are selling. So not necessarily always thousand dollars in programs, but set the next appointment. And then what do you do? And, and you keep adding value, keep nurturing the relationship, keep supporting, keep encouraging, keep doing whatever it is you're doing to add value. And then in three months you follow up. Hey, how's it going? Are you in any different place than you, oh, than you were? Chances are she's probably not any different than she was three months ago. Why? Because her mindset is stuck. And she still is believing the lies that the enemy has planted in her mind who knows how long ago. And her life probably isn't any different. So the question is, hey, you know, are, are you, how bad do you want to change? How bad, how, how deep is the pain that you want to heal or the, or the problem that you want to solve? How much of it is a problem in your life? You, you don't like your job. You don't feel fulfilled. You know you're not doing what God's calling you to do. Like the feelings are still there. And most likely then if that problem is still there and you follow up, well, then you can solve the problem. So the fortune is in the follow-up. Set the next appointment until you get a yes or a no. But don't leave the ball in the potential client or customer's court and and just hope that they're going to follow up with you. That's really not how you get majority of your clients. You're going to get it from the follow-up. And there's, listen, studies and studies and studies have been done on how many times you need to follow up. And I've heard everything from like six to 10 times. And I think in a digital world, it increases because our touches are so less emotionally deep. They're kind of like just a quick feeling. So I think that the the further along we get into this digital world, the, the, the follow-ups are going to be a lot, which is why a company will send you the email follow-up. And then the next one, hey, did you forget about us? Hey, did you forget what's in your car? It's why when you talk about things, it starts to pop up on your newsfeed, on the ads, on the side, or in your email, or when you're on Google. Why? Because a company knows that they need to remind you so many times. They need to follow up so many times in order for you to make a purchase. I have been victim of that myself and it's like I actually have this shirt that I just posted a picture of me wearing it not that long ago and people are like where'd you get that shirt and I'm like oh the Facebook ad um I think it was like from Nordstrom Rack or something but it kept coming up in my newsfeed and I clicked on it and I probably added it to cart a few times before I actually pulled the trigger but Nordstrom knew that I was interested I I I had the ball you know, I was tossing it back and forth. And so it knew I was interested. It needed to put it in front of me just enough times for me to buy it. And I did. It's the same thing with you. Your customer's interested. You already know that. You've provided the value. You have, you're nurturing the relationship. Don't, don't get stuck on the outcome. Don't be, don't be tied to a yes or a no and take that personally Keep nurturing the relationship. Give them the value. Set the next appointment until you get a no and, or a yes. 
but don't leave this is what I find so many women do all the hard work they come up with marketing they come up with the post they pour their heart and their soul into their business they get somebody interested they're excited then the customer never client like never actually follows through all the way and they're disappointed it's like they've done 75 percent of the work but they don't do that last 25 to to, to close the sale it's like why would you be doing all that you're doing and setting yourself up for basically for failure it's like you're doing 75 percent of the work you're adding value you're building relationships you're reaching out you're starting the connection you're getting information from them you send them all that they need to know and then it's like because they don't say yes right then and it's not convenient to you that you take it personal and you feel like you're annoying and then you let the sale go You're probably thinking of some people that you have let the sale go because you didn't set the next appointment. I want to encourage you to keep the conversation going. Keep the relationship going. Keep nurturing. Keep watering. There's a reason. There's a garden of favor. There's soil. There's seeds. There's watering. And there's blooming and flourishing. You did the dirt. You did the seed. Now it's to water. Your, your, the, the goodness is coming, but you have to keep going. I hope that helps. I hope that helps you see that if you keep the relationship going and you keep the conversation going, keep playing the back and forth, back and forth. Is it okay if I would follow up with you? Or, hey, I'm going to go ahead and reach out to you. If I don't hear back from you by X amount of time, typically 24 to 48 hours, uh, I'll go ahead and shoot you a message and help you get started or help you get set up until they tell you no set the next appointment and then eventually one of those will be a yes I'm ready and when you can remind them of the thing that the problem that you solve or the pain that you help heal they'll see the value and listen everything is in God's timing you know, trust that, trust that if you are showing up and you're doing a good job, that God is going to bless your efforts and he's going to lead the right people to you. Keep planning, keep nurturing, keep adding value. And my podcast is a great example. Hundreds of people, thousands of people have downloaded this podcast and not thousands of people have signed up for my one-on-one coaching. I'm not tied to the outcome and I'm still providing value here, I hope. I'm still pouring my heart out. I'm still hoping to help somebody, whether you buy from me or not. I'm. I, that's not That's not why I'm doing a podcast just to make sales. I'm doing a podcast because the Lord asked me to open my mouth and to share on here. And here we are, we're doing it. So whatever the Lord has asked you to do, the blessings are on the other side of obedience. Don't let the results... Um, distract you from doing what the Lord has asked you to do. All right. Father God, thank you for sales. Thank you for money being a tool that you want to put in our hands when we are responsible with it. And when we do good things, Father, thank you for the sales process. And thank you for the relationships that we get to build in the process. Father, help us to not despise the sales process, but to see that it's, it's actually a good thing. It's, it's a good thing. And help us not to, um, you know, just help us help our mindset around sales and help us to see that it's all about the relationship and the nurturing 
and that give us the courage to set the next appointment, to continue the conversation, not to be tied to the outcome, not to be uh, taking the personal yes or no. God, our worthy and our value is in you and in you alone. And we don't need a sale to be successful. God, you are our freedom. God, you are our hope. God, you are our relief and you are our safety. And we thank you for that. And we ask, I pray the Jabez prayer over all of the ears that are hearing this podcast. Father, I pray that you bless them indeed. I pray that you increase their territory for the kingdom. And I pray that, Lord, you are with them every single step of the way. In addition to that, I ask that you keep evil far, far away from them. I pray that you keep the enemy's schemes far, far away from them and the enemy's temptations far, far away from them. I ask all of this in your precious and holy name. Amen. Amen.